Can you handle the truth? The informative voice for Christianity, the Marty Mento Show. Well, welcome again to the Marty Mento Show podcast, the informative voice for Christianity all across America, what some would call the blue-collar theologian, trying to unpack the truth of God's Word for all of you out there who are listening. As always, don't forget, uh, we are here for three reasons, to learn so that we may teach others and defend the truth, because in the last days, the great battles that are going to be raging are within the visible church, amongst uh, those who call themselves teachers of God, but they're truly false teachers, and so we are here to, to help you, to assist you. Uh, to come alongside you here on the Marty Bento Show. And we are grateful and delighted that uh, you have taken the opportunity to download, to listen to us, uh, and to be a part of the Marty Bento Show podcast. Hey, by the way, I just put this out on Facebook today, and I want to share this with everyone that is out there. We have created a track that has been made available for all of you uh, who are listening to the Marty Mento Show podcast. Now, listen to me carefully. This track is called, uh, really, Are You Prepared to Enter Heaven? And it is a two-sided track. You could fold it in half and hand it to people. It's very convenient. But this track has been uh, created by myself and uh, the ministry that I have been working on for many, many years called Unless You Believe. And you heard me talk about it the other day on the podcast, John eight twenty four, because I really believe that unless someone truly believes, put their trust, their faith in Jesus Christ and him alone for their salvation, they will experience the wrath of God in a place called hell. And this track shares the gospel. I really believe it is as biblical as biblical could be. I mean, it it, it takes us for through four stages, starts with God. And the reason it does that is because when we talk about the gospel, we're talking about God's gospel. It's not our gospel, it's his gospel. Then it goes to Adam and what took place with Adam, and then Jesus, why Jesus came, and then you as the individual who's reading the track. It's filled with scripture. And uh, some people have said there, there's a lot of scripture there, and I believe wholeheartedly that truly, as Jesus says, no one can come unto me unless the Father draws him. And if the Father is truly drawing someone to Christ, when they receive this track, I believe that they will look at the scriptures. They will think about what is being said here in these four different areas. And at the very end, they will also be confronted with the reality that unless they believe that Christ truly is the I am, that Jesus is the I am, that they will die in their sins. Uh, and to me, it's it's very passionate, it's very important, it is a priority. I want to get the gospel message out to people everywhere. And uh, I take these tracks, I leave them quite you know often in different places, at restaurants, at places I may be visiting, people that I run into, total strangers, I give them to friends and family members, you know, whatever the case may be. And we have put out many of these tracks, and uh, we're trusting God for the response. See, that's the key in true biblical evangelism. We are to go as the ambassadors, and we are to proclaim the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ to a world around us. But the response, that is the work of God. 
And so if you'd like to receive some of these tracks absolutely for free, I mean, we're paying for the postage, the whole nine yards. Uh, all you have to do is message me, uh, connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever the case may be, the Marty Minto Show, the Marty Minto Show podcast. You can find us. It's easy to find us, and I will do my best to get a set of tracks out to you ASAP and uh, use them. And that's the only thing I tell people. If you're going to get them and you say you want them, use them. If you're not going to use them, then, then don't order them. Uh, don't, don't tell us that you want some because, uh, again, this is, a, this is a ministry, and it's a ministry that we don't want to waste our vital resources that we have. And so, uh, once again, and I've been hearing from people lately, uh, Janice from uh, Lumberton, North Carolina, has made it clear that she has been handing out the tracks left and right. And uh, so we are delighted. And uh, there have been other people that have contacted us and thanking us for the tracks. And again, if you're out there and you're listening and you need more, well, once again, get a hold of us uh, and we'll make sure that we get them to you. A lot of things are taking place uh, today in the news. Uh, a lot of things that bring a lot of confusion, i got to be honest with you. Uh, things that are very troubling to me because I really believe that as we look at the world in which we live, the world is in much confusion confusion about all kind of different things, and they are practicing and living in sin left and right. As I have said the other day, there is a reality that there is no fear of God. Uh, many of you probably remember one of the podcasts I did just recently talking about confronting the gay Christian mu movement, and I talked about Leviticus chapter 18 and all the sexual sins, and I came across—actually, someone sent me this article— in this article, I already put it up on Facebook and on Twitter, and you can check it out. You can read it for yourself. And 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 this is an article out of the Salt Lake City Tribune, and um, it is a very difficult and challenging article. I won't lie to you. And here is the title of the article. Listen carefully, please. Two first cousins are upset that they couldn't get married in Utah. Well, guess what? They have got married. Believe it or not, this blows my mind. Angela Pang and Michael Lee are Utahns in love. They're cousins. According to the article, Pang wrote on an online petition, my first cousin and I have been in love with each other our whole lives, but we are prohibited by marrying in the state of Utah where we live. We believe the law is outdated and it needs to be changed so that we can socially legitimize our love. Now, Utah law allows marriages between cousins. The spouses just have to be age 55 and able to demonstrate to a state judge one of them is not able to procreate. That's according to the statute. That's kind of strange. Or the cousins can wait until age 65 and get married without asking anyone else's permission. But in this case, Pang is uh, 38 and Lee is 37. Now, I, I'm thinking to myself, what does the age have anything to do with this? See, to me, this is not an issue of age. This is an issue of right and wrong. And to me, this is wrong. Well, um, Utah law says beyond these parameters, anything that is done with first cousins is called incestuous, and it's prohibited by state law. And so uh, these individuals are upset with this. They think it's wrong. They think that it needs to be changed. So what happened was uh, they have went to another state, and they have gotten married. 
And uh, now they are, you know, wedded together. Um, and they did so in Grand Junction, Colorado. And uh, now they're trying to get the state of Utah to pay attention and to get this law changed. I, I just tell you, this is strange. This is weird. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. This is wrong. Um, and I put up on Facebook, do you agree? Because as I read Leviticus chapter 18, I realize the moral law, which we heard me say the other day, and I'll say it again, when it comes to the moral law, the moral law is still in effect. The moral law, I mean, it gives us parameters and guidelines, what is right and wrong in the eyes of God. And the truth of the matter is, this is wrong in the eyes of God. No matter how you cut the cake, no matter how you slice the pie, this is wrong. It's just, oh, I'm just trying to figure this out. They're blood relatives, and they've been in love with each other. And now, and, uh, you know, I, you know, some of the things in the article we're talking about, if they have children, the possibility of some of those children be born with, uh, you know, special needs and different things. But it's the bottom line comes to this, not a matter of age, not a matter whether they bring forth children. The issue is it's wrong in the first place. And these are the kind of things that I think today are becoming more and more prevalent in the world in which we live. And we have a responsibility. We really do. We have a responsibility to stand up and say, listen, this is wrong. You know what? We shouldn't be doing this kind of stuff. We, we got to stop this nonsense. Uh, we have to, you know, we have to realize that God's word is the truth. God's word is the standard. And uh, we, we cannot morally allow ourselves to, to be a part of this nonsense. So that's what it is. Uh, it's nonsense. I thought this was interesting, too. I put something else on Facebook that has got a lot of people stirring a little bit. And i got to be honest with you, it's just something that just kind of hit me strong uh, last night as I was in the parking lot. Um, and I was dealing with my youngest son, and he had basketball, um, you know, um, practice and and I'm sitting there and I'm just thinking as I'm looking at my phone and I you know my phone does the pinging thing and I get different responses and things come up and and I realize too that the you know the Marty Mento show podcast were on a lot of social media uh you know platforms but I began to realize it's it's not a new thing it's not like I had an epiphany yesterday but something just hit me really hard and that was I noticed today that no matter what anybody does they have to tell the world about it, and they have to take pictures of it, and I guess in essence what God's Word says, they are receiving their reward. Um, and I'm troubled by it, i got to be honest with you. Uh, I, I think to myself that so many people, you know, I always, I've believed for a long time, you know, it's, it's the real issue at hand is why we do what we do. Um, you know, are we trying to have people notice what we're doing? Uh, do we want the fanfare? Uh, you know, do we want people to recognize, hey, listen, look at this good deed that I did, or pay attention to me over here? Um, you know, I just found myself just struggling last night. I got to be honest with you. Struggling because I see more and more people, even people that I love, put things up on Facebook and on Twitter and, and Instagram and Snapchat um, that I just begin to question why we do it. I'm just being honest with you. 
So what I did on Facebook, I got some people stirred, but I think stirred in the right direction. I said, I wonder what would happen in life if we did something in which nobody took a picture and uploaded it on Facebook, and including ourselves. Nobody tweeted about it or posted it on Instagram and or Snapchat, but they did it because it was the right thing to do in the eyes of God. What would happen? Well, the truth of the matter is, um, I, I think we know the answer to this question. I'm going to be honest with you. We would gain our reward. And, and I think that is really what it is all about. And God tells, that, tells us that in his word. That the things that we do, you know, what is the motive behind what we're doing? Are we trying to gain attention from other people? Do we want to be noticed by people? Um, and in many cases, if that be, then we, we've received our reward. But the truth of the matter is, the things that we should be doing, we should be doing them in secret, and so that someday when it comes to our reward, our reward will be with God. And that's that's one of the things about social media that has me troubled, because I think what it is, it has caused all of us in some way, shape, or form, and I want to be careful with this, but we, it causes us to, to, you know, we're focusing upon ourselves. It's almost narcissistic in some way. It's all about me, and I want the world to know. And, and I, you know, the truth of the matter is it's not supposed to be that way. Like, for instance, you know, I want to, as I have shared with you before, I want this program to truly be a program where we learn so that we can teach others, and then we could defend the faith, and when someone else says something that is contrary to what the truth is. But like, for instance, Matthew chapter 6 says this in verse 1, Beware of practicing your righteousness before men, to be noticed by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father who is in heaven. So when you give to the poor, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the street, so that they may be honored by men. Truly, I say to you, they have the reward in full. But when you give to the poor, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving will be in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. When you pray, you are not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners, so that they may be seen by men. Truly I say to you, they have the reward in full. But you, when you pray, go into your inner room, close your door, and pray to your Father who's in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Um, I think they're right there. You talk about principles, um, you know, of sowing and reaping. You talk about what God wants from us. That's what he desires from us. And so I just want to encourage you out there. You know, these are some of the things that you'll find me put out on Facebook. And it, whether it be the two, you know, cousins getting married or this issue of, you know, your life and, you know, and how you use, you know, social media and that. Again, they're on my Facebook page. Uh, they're on Twitter, uh, Instagram, different things. I, I'd love to hear from you. Just respond to them. Tell me your thoughts and share with me. And on the program, as I can, as time allots us, we will do our very best to share them with everybody else so that other people can, you know, kind of get an insight 
of what's taking place. Well, today the real big story of where I want to go is a story that is very troubling to me uh, because I sat here today and I realized um, that this, I haven't seen it on the headlines yet, even though it's making news, it's not in the headlines. Some of you may be uh, aware, you remember back, I liked, I told my wife the other day, it's amazing to me, the 80s, everything about the 80s is in right now. The music, especially from the 80s, you can't go anywhere. I stopped this morning at Dunkin' Donuts, and uh, as always, and I got my big uh, sweet tea, I get half and half sweet, half unsweet, it's my favorite, and I, I sit there and I, um, you know, I, I take time and I study God's Word, I, I ponder the day, do different things, but... Uh, lately, in Dunkin' Donuts, has been all the 80s music. The 80s music has been pumping left and right, and I've noticed it in other stores I've been to. Uh, you know, some say it's the fad, you know, it all comes back around the way that people dressed, you know, things that, you know, became old school now are the, the hip thing, the, you know, hip thing, and maybe that shows my age, but they're all in. But if you remember back in the 80s, do you remember the TV series called Airwolf? Are you familiar with the gentleman by the name of Jan Michael Vincent? Jan Michael Vincent probably was the heartthrob, the hunk, for most young women all across the world at that time, especially in America. Uh, well, matter of fact, he was he got paid at one point in time. Uh, they are stating, according to the news that I'm reading, out of the uh, mayor in UK, at one point in time, he was probably making about $200,000 an episode, which back in the 80s, my goodness gracious, that is absolutely positively, uh, I want to just say to you, just unheard of, and unheard of because that's huge, huge money. Well, um, the reason why I want to talk about this today is Back in that day, in that time, he was so famous, he had so much money, uh, he has died now at age 73. Matter of fact, recently it was obtained uh, by a uh, news agency, uh, actually KTA, KTLA-TV, excuse me, in Los Angeles, have obtained a death certificate out of Nashville, North Carolina, showing that Jan Michael Vincent died at 73 years of age. Um, he, along the way, if you do some studying about his life, though he was so famous, he was making so much money, he had a very public battle with drugs and alcohol abuse. Um, I mean, he was involved, I guess, in a, um, in a car accident back in 1996 that broke his neck and damaged his vocal cords. Um, years later, he was in another car crash, according to the news. He contra uh, contracted an infection that led to uh, two sections of his right leg being amputated. Um, and they say that he spent the rest of his years, his final years in the South, in North Carolina, uh, broke and pretty much a drunk. I mean, when I read all this, I'm thinking to myself, this is sad, folks. I got to be honest with you. This is, this is terribly sad um, because when you follow this man's career and you follow where he was and what he obtained and, and then what took place, um, it's just sad, absolutely positively sad. And I have the story up on Facebook, up on Twitter, 
Um, and I think it's on Instagram, too, or maybe even Snapchat. But I, I, I want to talk about this for just a moment today. And the reason why I, I want to talk about this is because I find that there is one thing I believe that all of us have in common that is probably very, very, very dangerous to us. And that is the temptation of loving the world and the things that are in this world. You know, grabbing and grasping after things that we think um, matter, but in the end, in the big picture of all of it, um, it doesn't really matter. Um, there is a passage of skip Scripture that has always has always just set me back to really think um, and making me realize that, you know, this is what is important and this is what is not. And the passage is in Matthew chapter 16, and I want you to listen to this for just a moment. And um, Jesus is teaching on an issue of being a disciple of his. And again, this the reason why this is so important to me, because I, I not only I think this is a truly a warning to everyone in the world, but especially those who claim to be Christians, who claim that they are following Jesus, it, it is a reminder, it is a warning from Jesus. He starts talking about discipleship in Matthew chapter 16 uh, in verse 24, which that in itself is powerful. As a matter of fact, here's what he says. He, Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. But listen to these words. Now, here's where it gets down. I mean, wow, get ready. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? What will a man give in exchange for his soul? That verse of Matthew chapter 16, verse 26, just absolutely positively has to hit right between the eyes. Because especially if you come to realize who Jesus is. Now, for the world that is lost and truly does not know Christ, this passage may not be as meaningful. But I think to myself so often, this is really where we find ourselves in a very difficult place. Because if we're really going to be a child of God, and we are going to follow Jesus Christ as his disciple, there has to be a line that is drawn in the sand. There has to be. There has to be an understanding. Now, you know, this this man here, i got to be honest with you, I don't know his spiritual condition upon death. But I know that the story, just it's just so compelling because Jan Michael Visson went from a nobody to a somebody, somebody that, that people wanted to be like, to end up at the end of his life having nothing. And he gained the whole world at one point in time and basically lost it all. Now, again, I'm saying this publicly. I don't know about his soul. I don't know about that aspect of his life. But I began to realize, because this has been hitting home lately, because as I watch and as I listen at those people around me, people I run into, 
I've said this before, I think there's much confusion today in the body of Christ when it comes to Christianity and what true Christianity is all about. What I just read to you in Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 and 25, and going into 26 with the warning, the bottom line is, that is true biblical Christianity. It's not about us, it's about Jesus. It's about what he wants and what he desires. We must deny ourselves. We must take up our cross and follow him. And I'm not trying to get preachy here today, and I know that I just don't have the time to get into depth into breaking these verses down and looking at them, and I'm hoping that you will. But the truth of the matter is, what we find in those three verses is not what we typically find today in so-called visible Christianity. It's not the case. We have people who call themselves Christians who are trying to gain the whole world, gain everything that they can. We keep on hearing today about dreaming your dreams, leaving a legacy, gaining more things so people remember you. People want to be noticed. I've talked already about social media. Every time they do something, they have to take a picture of it. They're going to do a video. They want the whole world to see them. Um, they want to have their video or their, you know, their post go viral. They want to be somebody. But the truth of the matter is, biblical Christianity, Jesus said, that's not a, that's not it. It's not about you. It's about Him. And I started thinking more about this because in the last week, and I'm kind of, you know, I'm some would call me old school. I'm not up on all the Christian music, you know, what's what's making it and what's breaking it, what's happening. I'm not with the movers and groovers like I used to be as far as what's taking place in the Christian music scene, but somebody somebody encouraged me to listen to a song, a song that blew me away. And I'm not going to play all of it, but I have placed this video up on my Facebook page, um, and I want you to hear it for just a moment. I want to play it for just a moment for you, if I may. And I don't normally do this on a program, but I think to me it's, it is so important. And the reason why I think it's so important, because I really believe down deep inside that this song, uh, by Casting Crowns, um, is a song that really speaks to this issue. And I want you to listen for just a few moments, and I'll be right back, so hold on tight. The song is called Only Jesus. Make it count, leave a mark, build a name for yourself. Dream your dreams, chase your heart above all else. Make a name the world remembers. But all an empty world can sell is empty dreams. I got lost in the light, and it was up to me to make a name the world remembers. Jesus is the only name to remember And I Trophies won, we'll crumble into 
it is a powerful, powerful song. Every every verse of the song and uh, the video itself, again, is up on my Facebook page. And I want to encourage you uh, to go to the Marty Mento Show podcast. Uh, check it out because it is a powerhouse. Um, but you hear the words of the song. It's It's only about Jesus when it's all said and done. You know, I think to myself in the book of First John chapter 2, verse 15, it tells us that we should not love the world nor the things in the world, because if we do, the love of the Father is not in us. And understanding what John is writing about is very, very important. And, and, and the reason why it's so important, because then in the book of Revelation, where John is writing the, as the human writer as he's being carried along by the Holy Spirit, we have a church in the book of Revelation, that Jesus says, I have this against you. You left, you abandoned your first love. And see, I think the world in which we live, you know, we are still in this tent. We are in this flesh. And we can get caught up in loving the world and the things of the world. Uh, We could set our mind on these things. And yet, in the book of Colossians, chapter 3, it says that we should set our mind on the things that are above. We should long for that which is above, which is yet to come, which nothing in this world compares to what is coming ahead. Why? Because we are going to be in the presence of Almighty God in his kingdom. Our King of kings, our Lord of lords, Jesus Christ, we are going to be with him. And I think to myself that that sometimes, you know, we, we can't see beyond. That's why studying God's Word becomes so important, that we focus upon what God has said, trusting God and God alone for the promises that are before us. Our hope as Christians are, you know, it's in Christ. So here today on this podcast, uh, you know, there's so much more I could tell us, you know, and, and say to myself, too, we're not to be conformed to this world, Romans 12, 2. Um, we are not to be tied up in the affairs of this life, as Paul told young Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.4. Um, we shouldn't want the praise of men more than God, John 12.43. Um, we shouldn't be caught up in this world, period. And this story, it's a riveting story of, again, a young actor in a TV drama series called Airwolf from the 80s. He was a hunk, making a lot of money. People wanted to be like him. He went from that to being on drugs and alcohol, and uh, just his whole life just seemed, it's just a sad, sad story. But at the same time, we have many out there in our world today who have never heard this reality. It's not about them, it's about Jesus. But if you're a Christian, and I close with this today on the podcast, if you're a believer, you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, we must, must recognize it's not about us. It's not about our lives. It's not about our desires, our longings. It's all about Jesus. That's what it's about. Hey, listen, I'd love to hear from you. Email me, martyminto at gmail.com. Marty with a Y. Minto is M-I-N-T-O. That's martyminto at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, the Marty Minto Show podcast. And again, uh, we just want to hear from you. We want you to share the podcast with other people. Thank you so much for the very first week of the Marty Minto Show podcast. Again, hundreds upon hundreds have already listened, and we're 
praising and thanking God every day, and we're hoping and believing that there will be many, many, many more in the days, weeks, and years to come. Why? Because we want to share the gospel, the good news. We want to challenge people to think. We want to help people to learn the Word of God so that they can teach others and that they also could stand and defend the truth when lies find themselves being spoken and shared and lived out Uh, not only in the world, but especially in the visible church today. And again, if you like some tracks, don't forget, uh, let me know, and we'll send them out for free, and uh, we'll help you to be able to share the gospel, the good news, with other people uh, in the world around you. Until next time, thanks so much for listening to the Marty Minto Show podcast. Thanks for stopping by an apologetic show that doesn't apologize for the truth. The Marty Minto Show. In the creed, some nailed to the cross. Surprised he didn't scream. His words stunned the guy.